my name is Natasha Arembi and I'm the CEO at No Cakes Are Better and welcome to the Crazy Cake Chronicles <laughs> excitement. Yeah, I'm going to be just rambling on about all of my cake business adventures and experiences and giving you advice and encouragement and a little bit of entertainment, you know, because everybody likes a bit of entertainment. And I really hope you find these little segments interesting and beneficial and rewarding because I certainly have a great deal of fun recording them. Now, if you want to chip in and tell us what you'd like to hear more of, feel free to send me a DM, send me an email, info at newkicksarebetter.com. I'd love to hear from you. So yeah, buckle up and enjoy the ride, baby. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. This is crazy. Oh, I don't know how many of you already know me. I don't know if you follow me or whether you're just picking this up because the title is relevant right now and it's the, you know, the spoken about topic. But my name is Natasha Arumbi. I am the CEO here at No Cakes Are Better. And I have very recently started um, to become the face of my brand. It wasn't that way all the time. And that's what this whole series is about. I had very much hidden my face from business, from my business rather. And that was because I was afraid that I would be judged for the colour of my skin. And I can say that now and it kind of makes sense. But when I was saying it before, there was no real um, big incident that had happened, like the George Floyd um, incident. There was nothing prevalent in the forefront of our minds like that that would say, yes, I get why you do that. Like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. But yet, it was something that had, for 10 years, stopped me from wanting to be the face of my brand and in this whole series I'm gonna talk through how I feel like I got there and the reason why I'm doing it is for two reasons one because I recognize that there are many other people in my position who feel like me and I want to help you to change your mindset because it's a bondage that we really need to be freed from and you are missing out on so much from being the face of your brand. Honestly, my business has catapulted and I 100% believe that's because I finally became present and connected with my followers. But the other reason I'm doing this is because I feel like I need to do something to help educate the other people who are listening who are not black and may have no idea what that is like. I remember when my mentor, Raymonda, she was just like, why would you do that? And to be honest, even then I didn't probably really understand why, but 
it was an alien concept to her that I would feel so low about myself and have so little value and self-worth that I would hide from my business and not want to be associated with it for fear of judgment, for fear of people not wanting to do business with me as a result because what I've realised over the course of this last week which I have to say oh my gosh before I tell you what I realised let me tell you this week I haven't felt pain like that for I don't know how long I haven't cried like I've cried this week since I was signed off with depression that is how emotional I've been this week. It's been mad. Mad. And I couldn't even understand why I was weeping, like sobbing. I couldn't understand. I was like, I don't know George Floyd. I don't understand. People have been killed by police like every day they're killing people. This is not new. Why? Why is this suddenly having the impact on me that it has? And I think why it's broken me this way and why it's had the impact on so many this way is it's because trauma that I have suppressed really and pushed down and stuffed down for lots of different reasons has just been brought to the surface. Seen George Floyd on the ground with that officer's knee in his neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds and the other two officers who joined forces and also knelt on his back whilst he pleaded. Ah, that depiction just symbolised so much more. It just made me realise, do you know what? Like, slavery was abolished officially, shall we say, many, many centuries ago. But, yet, slavery still exists. We are still enslaved. We're still seen as lesser than and lower than that's what made me feel like I wouldn't be accepted as a black person because subconsciously that message that we are lesser than and not worthy and less than human has literally been reinforced every time a black person is killed by a police officer and then there are no penalties. We almost expect it, like, oh, they're going to go off. Yeah, they're going to go. We expect it. We anticipate it because the message has been said to us enough. No one will fight for you. Like, you're not worth fighting for. That's, that's the message that has been sent out and communicated to us. So that's. Ultimately, while I didn't realise, nobody says 
you are still a slave. Nobody asked me to call them master. You know, that's not happening, but yet we are still enslaved. It's crazy. It's crazy, and honestly, oh my God. I couldn't believe I couldn't, I don't know where it came from, like, I was just broken. And do you know why I think I was broken? More than anything, I was broken because I was watching as I repeated that cycle of teaching my children that we are less than in this society and if you want to get by, be quiet. Ah. Even as I repeat, yeah, I feel sick. I feel sick. Because that's what I was teaching my kids. Like, you don't, you know, you're not allowed to walk on the street as normal children. Like, because they, you're going to get stopped. That's what happens. So, let's just make sure we don't give them a reason to stop us. So, you don't go out. I shouldn't have to think ahead of whether my children can walk out on the street on their own I'm teaching them from now we don't walk in groups because we'll be seen as a threat I'm teaching them from now keep taking your hood down unless it's raining keep your hood down don't put it up because because they're going to see you as a threat as a thug I know that as soon as they get taller and their voices get deeper they're going to be seen as a threat and I just didn't want it so I was teaching them to protect themselves and it just kind of just made me shiver as I looked around and I was like this is almost like if I will you know I've never been obviously alive in slave days but you know when you watch those films and it's like yes master you know I'll be a good player I'll be quiet master as long as I'm good, I'll, I won't get in trouble. And, and if they had been beaten by a, a master, the other slaves were like, you, sh- you be quiet now. You, you shush now. You don't say anything now. And, and that will save you. And that's literally what I've lived. I've learned in my workplace, doesn't matter how educated you are, it doesn't matter how professional you are, it doesn't matter how good you are at your job, there's this unspoken bias and microaggression that is inactively wielded as a weapon against you as a black person. I've, I've fought it in every workplace, I've fought it, I've been the minority, I've been perceived as the as the threat then the other racist comments oh you got a new hairstyle again oh my goodness you know like coming to touch my hair <laughs> like you laugh now but who goes up to people and just puts it out let me see what it feels like it's racist and it's like I just didn't know that that's what was behind all of that stuff. And I know this is going to be so uncomfortable for people to hear. And you know me. This is not what I'm normally like, really. And I, I'm going to be as as 
upbeat as I can but I have to speak because I want to help to be a change I really do I can't sit by and let it stay as it is when when it is so wrong and what I really wanted to talk about obviously I've kind of given the context the background now which has taken a bit longer than I thought but how it's affected me in this industry and um, and how I perceived uh, what I felt that people would do if they um, if they knew that I was a black person before they ordered their cake and again this is all subconscious messages that have come to me nobody has said to me categorically I would not want to buy from you because you're a black person but those messages are communicated through behaviors not just directly with your clients but through the police through how you're treated in society through how you know just other things that happen that really do send the message that um that send the message to you that you're not good enough and that you will never be on an equal playing field so as a cake baker um i've seen my colleagues my fellow baker colleagues i've seen us do it um and i'm not even going to prejudge and say i know that's why you're doing it but if you listen to this and you've experienced it i want you to send me a dm because there's something about knowing that you're not alone and i the other day um i was looking at um miss sugar plums feed and basically she had shared something that somebody else had shared and they had basically said that somebody had actually told them they were at a conference and they said don't in this country if you want to do well let me read it for you he said in this i started i attended a business event once where a black business owner said that it's better if we hide that we're black because otherwise we won't do well in this country and she gave examples teaching other businesses how to hide their identity and how she'd done that so she could sell and when i heard that it was shared by ronky dot lowell and miss underscore sugar underscore plum they shared these experiences and i recognized do you know what i thought i was on my own in this i didn't know that other people had done the same as me until now i'm realizing that other cake businesses are doing the exact same some have been told that is the only way somebody did say that to me once well, i don't show my face until after the first meeting then then they know I'm, and you can tell that they're surprised when they meet me that I'm black because if you haven't got a black sounding name um, then it could be a total surprise if you've got a very English sounding name it could be a total surprise and she said you know she's witnessed visible shock when they see her and they're like oh <laughs> you're black and because of those real experiences that people have had it's real 
they've learned that actually probably we'd do better if they didn't know so let me just use a logo let me just um let me just speak only through my text and not through pictures let them not know who i am until we are at the point where we've exchanged contracts and it's too late and that's awful and i don't know if you're listening to this and you're not black and you've never experienced what that would be like knowing that you have to hide who you are and not tell anybody who you are because you fear that somebody won't want to work with you I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but that's a that's a reality that many of us live and I just want you to know that when I decided to be brave and I did my first live first the first person that told me I needed to do this was Kubi Springer and she was successful and she was the face of her brand and she was like bossing it all over the place. I'm just like, okay, you can do it because you kind of still look like you're flossing, like, but I'm just a regular ghetto girl. <laughs> like, I don't look like you and I can't command the room like you can. So it's okay for you to be black because you've got enough power and swag to do it. So when she told me, I was just like, that's good for you. You can do it. I can't. I'm just little old me with my little ghetto self. <clears throat> and, you know, I didn't believe in myself. And so I kind of heard that in the April. Did nothing with it in the May. Actually, no, tell a lie. I started recording videos, tutorials, but I only did my hands. And the reason I only did my hands is because I had natural hair. Oh my God, how am I getting emotional? God. Okay, I'm gonna pause. Okay. Oh, okay, so had to take a breather there. This is, this is real guys. This is, this is a reality and it's still raw. Because for years, I've grown up just really not loving myself. Like, not loving my natural hair, not loving my nose, not loving my, like, who, who I am. And so many of us, so many of us are still living that. And we've suppressed it and this is why it's gone so crazy because you have got hundreds of thousands of black people who have lived this trauma this oppression this feeling of unworthiness and low self-esteem and that they're of no value for years they're hurting they are broken and they feel like they can't win. Like I really, when I first started doing those videos, I kind of just thought this is 
business suicide. And the only reason I did it was because I was just about to quit before I met Kubi. I was at the stage, I was like, I had been 10 years in business and I was still broke. I was like, this is rubbish. Like, I'm either not good at it or I need a whole set of new clients because the clients that I'm serving now can't afford to pay me what I need to be paid to make this a viable business. So I was like... Um, I was on the verge of just not doing it anyway. So I thought, do you know what? If they don't buy, if they see black hands and they don't like it, then just, I was going to give it up anyway. So I, was, I said I'll do my hands, but I didn't want to do my whole face, whole black girl, natural hair. Like, that's too much all in one go. That's how I felt about myself. That was so sad. But anyway, I decided to do that. And it wasn't until... I met Raymonda in June um, and she had a panel of of women that spoke um, at her event and I think it was three or four of them out of the seven. It was a good mix. It was at least 50-50 or even 60-40 representation. I saw, I saw myself. I was like, these women are bossing it and they're professional black women and there was one lady Danny Belcher she's a publisher she owns a publishing company and she used to be a teacher like me as well and I saw myself in her and I was like maybe I can do this so I had an insight a little window of belief to say maybe you can Tasha maybe you are good enough maybe maybe you can and so oh again oh sorry guys my goodness this is just years of just yeah i'm picking so okay so i can breathe now i've had a little bit of break so yeah i just said okay maybe i can let me try let me try so i was still gonna just do the hand thing okay that's that's as far as i was gonna get but when I started being mentored by Raymonda, she was like, no, you've got to go live. You've got to be, put your face on the camera. <laughs> I was like, oh, this woman, what's wrong with you, woman? Like, can you just leave me? I was doing fine. I was happy. I, I was getting new followers and I was happy. I got from 400 to 600 in like two months and that was loads for me. I'd been taking months to grow by 10 followers so i was like oh my god so i was like i'm good with this honey like it's fine but then she's like no you've got to commit they need to know like and trust you so i was like oh please i don't want to so when i did it first i thought okay i'm gonna bring the kids kids are cute so they'll be distracted by the cute kids um and they won't see this um, black woman with natural hair and it just not take me seriously. Like even when I cut my hair in the role that I'm at, I thought, oh my God, they're just going to think, who's this, who is this chick? Like, and the only reason I thought, okay, well, they've seen me with the straight hair and the, and the, so they know that I'm professional. I've been doing my job for two or three years now. They know already but I had to do a lot of 
self-talking. I mean, who has to do that before they cut their hair? For goodness sake. Oh, my goodness. Like, really? Like, it was, it was that deep. It was like... So I, I said, okay, I've done it there. Let me just bite the bullet. So I did it. And do you know what was so heartwarming? The response that I got. Oh, my gosh. If you were one of those people who messaged me and who had commented and asked, thanked me for showing up and telling me that they, you know, they really loved my energy and they were, and they liked me. Thank you for doing that because you gave me confidence to keep showing up because I didn't love Tasha. I didn't. And I was like, nobody else will. So that was really really hard and you know this is just the beginning I'm gonna do a couple more episodes because I really want to share what it is like to be um, a black woman in business but definitely a black woman in the cake industry and the different struggles that you have gone you will go through or have probably already gone through experienced just because of your race help people understand that this is a daily and to help them see where this whole energy is coming from this isn't just energy for the one guy thankfully this is being used as a landmark pivotal event but honestly this is bigger than that this is way bigger than that and i'm definitely going to talk more about that on the next episode i really hope you come back don't want it to be heavy and I really have been shocked that I'm still so emotional literally I cried all week last week like I was literally just a wreck I didn't know how I managed to show up do my training and do posts it was a struggle but what I realized is I'm a leader I'm a business leader I have to be present on this I can't just hide in my feelings and just like and not speak because people need to hear and if people don't hear, they can't learn and they can't change. And we need change, guys. We need change. So it's, if I could encourage you to do anything, it's to speak up. Speak up. Let your voice be heard. And don't be angry with people that are trying to help. People have made mistakes. People have got it wrong. And I have really realised that people are, are learning now not everybody not everybody's got it yet but people want to learn and people want to listen so let's help them to help us let's help them by explaining our experience and our journey so they get it so they can hear what we've never spoken what we've suppressed for years let's educate because hate is not going to drive out hate darkness is not going to drive out darkness only light can drive out darkness and only love can drive out hate so let's be the change guys sorry i was a bit of a wreck i really tried to hold it down but it is still really raw that's where i'm coming from that's why i haven't been faced on my brand till this year and now i'm really just understanding why and hopefully you get it and hopefully this helps you if you're a business who's been struggling and if you're not a business that's been struggling and you 
didn't understand what I was talking about. I hope this has helped you. Share it. Tell somebody else. Let's make a difference. Let's make this count, guys. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care, guys. I hope you enjoyed that and I really hope as I said at the beginning that you will want to share it with others leave a review send me a DM love to get your suggestions as I said if you want me to talk about anything else and until then you keep being amazing